some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. So is there a reason you're wearing your Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure shirt? Is that just to trigger more conversations, considering they are in the filming process for part three? No, but I can tell you where I got the shirt later on in the episode. So you're not going to let that serve as a segue? No, we haven't even done an introduction yet. Well, we're back. We are back. Summer is over. Vacation time is done. Back to work, except for me. You're You're on I'm on vacation. (laughs) But... Normally speaking, yes, yeah, summer's over, and we haven't recorded in like a month. Summer doesn't have the effect it used to have. We planned that out pretty well. Well, we did. We knew that was going to happen. I was going on holidays. We're so smart. You had stuff going on. So the audience will barely notice. Those three people have not complained. I am now going to list them in alphabetical order. <laughs> no, don't do that. No. So we are episode. What are we at? Thirty. Four? It's completely your bag. I have no sure. idea. Sure. Let's call it that. If I'm wrong, I will not change it in editing. It will just stay you wrong. You can actually just title it episode 34, and since we're our own quality control, it won't matter. It's true. But if it's episode 34 again, so be it. We can just be 34 with a stutter. That's right. Where do you want to, uh, where do you want to start with? Well, we're listening, you're listening to the hat. We're listening. Oh, boy. No, we're How not much listening. Of this Bud Light have I had? You're two sips in. Uh, You are listening to the Happy Zen Podcast. We are back, and we have had a fairly interesting last month or so. I think uh, that's safe to say. Uh, And and if you are following things that are happening in the world of pop culture, I think you've had a pretty interesting month as well. Lots of cool things have happened. I really asked them to stop doing anything while we were gone, and nobody listened. Specifically, the moment you left things fell apart and then i it just it got bad things got bad it got real bad but yeah we'll get into that later got dark real dark uh so you went to oh yeah went on vacation went overseas crossed the pond went to england first time that was cool i know everybody complains about it being expensive i don't think it was expensive and it's not because i'm cheap well let's start with the flight how was the flight it's fine Okay, you're, we're, we're on a podcast. This Listen. is an audio medium. We need to Listen. expand. You get in a plane. Uh-huh. It goes. Yes. It lands. Were you crowded? Were you stuck between strangers? Were you stuck with Look, people I'm a relatively knew? larger dude, so getting in a plane sucks to begin with. Was so, it a large plane? Yeah, it was a big plane. Did you have entertainment? Yes. My wife saying she wasn't going to sleep in the sleeping instantly. Oh. My entertainment is the fact that I can't sleep on a plane, and then so that I'm always waiting for something entertaining to happen and then i realized that i am the entertainment as i continually just get up and walk around i also can't sleep on a plane yeah so i really don't like evening flights daytime flights i'm much happier now you've you've been overseas Mm -hmm. you've been you've been ireland ireland so you um you've had you experienced a long flight do you suffer the same thing i suffer where when you can't sleep you find that one person who can and you hate stare them to try to wake them up it was most of the plane on the way to ireland yes (laughs) Uh, I glare with the intentions of waking them up to just make myself feel better. The older woman who I think crapped her pants beside me was an interesting touch about two hours into the seven-hour flight. Uh, That was fun. No, I didn't have any of those problems. No screaming babies. I think that was clear. I watched uh, three movies on the way there and three movies on the way back. Yeah, we didn't have any entertainment on our flight. I would go nuts. I would have laid. I mean, in the I had aisle. my own. I, I think would, I had music. Or I would have laid in the aisle to go to sleep for that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. So no, but anyways, I, I shout mean, out to, oof, I, you know, what? I don't even remember what flight, who nah, was. we flew Air Canada. Yeah. So. It wasn't them. I wasn't, I wasn't complaining so. about that. Louise was pretty picky on, uh, the plane, the type of plane and in, in house entertainment or whatever, the, you know, make sure everything was there. It was gonna be comfortable for everybody. So it was now good. with your Air Canada flight, was it the seat back or was it, you had to use your own tablet or phone? Seat back. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting rid of that from what I've heard. The seat back or the tablets? No, no, the seat back. They're phasing it all out to make it so it's all, you have like a, a Wi-Fi, a local Wi-Fi network and you have to connect with your tablet or phone, use an app to watch movies yeah, that and That actually stuff. Doesn't, isn't really smart in my opinion because uh, personally, if it's on the back of the seat, it's actually, everyone's going to have it. And so it's, it's equal participation for your ticket. Tickets are already massively astronomical. Now, if you're expected to now purchase a, Listen, I know everyone's going to say they have a device, but not everyone has not a everybody. decent. And not everyone's got a decent quality device. It's also not ergonomic. I mean, if you have a seat back thing, yep. at least you're looking straight. If you've got a phone or a tablet, you're almost in, you're going to be looking down. It's going to be yep. especially no, on a long flight. It's uh, I think it's a, a shame very, on you. Very poor decision. And if they're already in the planes, why take them out? Yeah. Well, like mm. it, you don't tell me it's weight. Get over yourselves. My so. guess would be maintenance. I guess maybe that's the only thing I can think of. Really? Yeah. You think they make the up on like with the headphones? If we got a, if you got one seat or two seats or a few seats that don't have the TV, okay, that is shitty. I feel for them. Wi-Fi goes down on the plane. The entire plane's oh, screwed. Yeah. Like that's not a good scenario, yeah. right? And what's more likely to happen if you get some technical glitches? You get the yeah. Wi-Fi goes down, yeah. right? You have one point of failure versus exactly. Yeah. It's just a really not wise decision, and you already pay so much for a ticket. So why? I mean, it's astronomical what you pay. So your flight over so. was evening, yes. Yeah, yeah, you go you go over, you leave here at night, and then essentially you get there, and it's morning. So, that doesn't mess you up at all when you're not sleeping. You know what, man? We rolled with it great. We were very fortunate. Everyone that was who lived there, the family that we were visiting, they said to us that it was, they were really shocked at how well we did with everything. And I don't did know. you have to, like, nap with my, the, no, the first day with, with, with my With my work, I am all over the place and screwed up with sleep patterns a lot of times anyways. So for me, it wasn't really a big kick. Kids were in and out of sleep. Louise had a good sleep. So when it all boiled down to it, we ended up with a pretty comfortable result on the other side of it. Had a great day. Um, couldn't have been better. The simple fact that we made a trip into town to the butchers and the bakers, which was just fantastic. Um, love the fact that that country still hold really close to them the traditional means of like getting your food market and stuff like that so you know you're buying from a market you're buying from a butcher buying right from an maker. individual place and for, it's affordable yeah like going to the butcher is not five times the price like it is here and you can't understand why and they don't really look that different from the butcher in the grocery store whereas there what i bought what we bought in the butchers versus what was in the grocery store was clearly uh, an upgrade, mm -hmm. but also very affordable. Even when you did currency exchange, we were still saving money buying food that way. So I'll have to say to the capitalistic nature of North America, go fuck yourself because you are screwing us on food left, right, and center. Aside from what you're genetically probably doing to it, on the second side, you're absolutely ripping us off and it's unjustifiable on every level because we have so much land for so much beef, for so many chickens and whatever you want to say, we could do it so much more. We can do it efficiently. And you just rip us off with greed. That's all I have to say. Because their buying power is greater than ours, and they can sell it cheaper. Kills me. Anyways. That took a turn. Okay. Uh, I just It just bothers me because I come back and I pay. Come back and we bought a bunch of... of uh, it's just, okay, I know I'm going down a rabbit hole, folks, but just get over mm -hmm. it, okay? So 
I came back and Walmart had this huge sale on like strip loin steaks. I'm like, okay, right on. And you're still paying like $15 for three steaks. I'm going to tell you, there was one time we went to the butcher shop. We bought, what was it? Four entire lamb chops and like lamb chops over there versus lamb chops over here are like the size of steak. So we bought four of those. We bought something like 18 sausage. We bought six chicken breasts. We bought uh, bacon. We bought, it ended up being, when I looked at it, it was going to be well over what we would see, see like 80 to a hundred dollars easily in the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. And we paid like 30 pounds. And when you convert that, it's still like 45 bucks tops. Is and that how low the pound is now? Yeah, somewhere around there. Wow. So it, you know, average it out, okay? But the, at the end of it all, still half the price we would have paid easily for cuts we don't even get. That if we do get, we pay premium prices for. So when I, I, I thought about that. Then I come back and I'm looking at what the comparables are. And we're lucky to get these big mass sales if we're lucky. And then at that point, you got to shell out tons of money to stock your freezer if you have a freezer. So I just, it just frustrates the crap out of me because... We have more availability here in our, our processing and, and the way we have everything done. And just, it's an absolute, just ripping us off. That's all. And then I know that people say cost over there is expensive for certain things. I guess like think about rent and you think about housing and all that. And yeah, you know what? Find me a place in GTA. It's cheap compared to what people make too. So it's the same challenges. I, don't, I find them very, very similar. Um, but I feel like with the same challenges, we're also getting ripped off in the terms of our consumer products and our capitalism over here is way different than over there. And that was something that really I found. Well, they have to pay a TV license. We don't have to do that. Yeah. Okay. I presume that's what pays for the BBC. Whereas ours just comes uh, out of You don't taxes. consider cable a TV license because. Well, they have to pay on top of that. Okay. But their cable is a million times better than ours. This is an episode for another time. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, at, at the end of it all, I'm not saying that the world's necessarily so much better over there. I'm just saying that I feel like, even though things are not necessarily cheaper in any way, I feel like you're getting more quality for what you're paying for. And I think it's a narrative through a lot of things there. Not necessarily quantity, but quality. Over here, it really seems like they push on quantity and they don't give a shit about quality. And then when you want quality, you absolutely get raked over the coals for it. And that's what it just feels like. I mean, you can do that right from vehicles all the way through the conversation. And that is pretty consistent over here in North America. And it's a bit off-putting and kind of just like, just typical, unsustainable way of how we do things. Because it really isn't. It's going to have to change. You can't do that. We're creating too much of an elitist thing going on. And granted, over there, there's definitely rich and there's poor. But there seems to be a more harmony between the middle class and the middle class is still a little more sparing over there than it is over here. So this, this observations, you know, while I was there for the two weeks, you know, people think that I guess other people vacation differently than I do. I was just taking in the, the culture and taking in the aspect of how things work because I don't believe all the crap they feed me on TV. So when I pay attention to the stuff going around here, I just know it isn't necessarily what they're telling us. All right. Anyways, so that was my vacation. Uh, kids had a great time. Wife had a great time visiting family. We got to go do some really cool things. We did the, um, Universal Studios tour of Harry Potter. If you got to actually see some of the live sets that were featured for Harry now, Potter, and that we, was really we cool. We talked about this a little bit when I came over after you guys got back. 
I, I don't know. I, I've heard of Pinewood Studios. I don't know if this is the same place or if this is a different I'm one. Because I know Pinewood's a British, a big we British one. We went there on the second day. Yeah. So it, I really wasn't climbing. But it was definitely Universal Studios of some sort. It was, was there. It was in London. Yeah. It was their production studios. It, and part of the facility was like sequestered or whatever, closed down because they were filming Bond, the new Bond. Okay. So they actually film at sound stages, movie stages. This mm-hmm. is where we were. That's cool. Yeah. And accessibility was amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Right on. It's pretty cool. You did museums or anything like that? Yeah, uh, we did the natu- this Museum of Natural History on a really rainy day with yeah. the open top tour. Yeah, we did, we definitely took took in uh, Tower of London. Did Tower of London? Yeah, we took in took in some touristy things on London for a couple of days. But to be honest, we really just immersed ourselves in the culture and a bit more country living, um, what we would call country living essentially, and taking in some smaller communities and villages uh, by the seaside. It was really cool. Really cool way to do it. So where you were staying, was it in one of the bigger centers or are they out? Uh, no, more? they're out in the country. Yeah. They're out in the country. They're about, uh, about 10 minutes outside of Canterbury. Okay. So. so they're still within range of... Oh, yeah. And listen, everything but, over there and, and anyone... Well, that's it. It's until, yeah. I, I guess And until, you can take the train just about everywhere, too. Yeah, you until, to. you, until you get up north, I think uh, my understanding is everything's relatively close to each other. There's yeah. always a village or town center kind of idea. Yeah. So, And when you think about village and town centers, for those who haven't been over there... It's not like the village and town centers we have here, like the legitimate village and town centers, like it's sustainable, it's self-sustainable. Um, whereas our village and town centers are an intersection that happens to have a signpost that says this is a town, but you're not sure of it because there's a couple of houses and maybe a convenience store. Whereas they'll actually have every town and village has something, usually anchored by a pub or a church or a little bit of both. So right on. pretty cool. And you were there for two weeks? Two weeks and a couple of days, yeah. So two and a half weeks. Cool. Did you bring much back or...? Uh, a lot of candy, chocolate, yeah, of course. Um, I did a little bit of English rugby paraphernalia because World Cup's coming up. For those that don't know, uh, yeah, that was really about it. I mean, we didn't go. The kids went uh, back to school shopping essentially for clothes and makeup and all that jazz. So that was more than than I thought. The hard part is, uh, like anyone who's traveled, is uh, you start figuring the weight of your cases. Is always Did fun. you have to buy any extra cases when you're down? Yeah, you're just fishing because you know this stuff. Yeah, so embarrassingly enough. We I don't, don't want to be the guy that said, we, I told you so, yeah. but I kind of thought that was going to happen. I felt confident, but I uh, was wrong. So we, we went with, what, two large cases and two carry-ons and came back with three large cases and three carry-ons and an extra backpack. <laughs> Nice. So needless to say, we grew a carry-on, we grew a backpack, and we grew a full-size suitcase. And you guys brought stuff as gifts, did you not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, you we were, were offloading stuff the out of the suitcases. that I was sold was that we would offload a bunch of stuff and create all kinds of room, and I kept questioning the validity of that, and I was, I was right. Yeah. But, oh well, it doesn't really matter. Oh well. Good trip. It was, yeah, it was It was what it was supposed to be. It was a long time coming, long time planning. We didn't think we'd be doing it for quite some time, so... And it was I saw great. your uh, your wife got to see her uh, childhood home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> if you haven't experienced this, uh, I think for a lot of people, going back to where you grew up, you really got to uh, temper your expectations and remember that you're remembering it at a period of time, and it's like any flashback. It's always um, the happy memories, the happy colors, the full rose tinted or whatever. Full, yeah, the yeah, rose yeah. colored glasses, yeah, right? Yeah. The full you know, Technicolor. And when you go see it in real time, you're like, huh, a- age affects everything. Yeah. Right. Time affects everything. And unless a community has been, uh, diligently maintained, the thing is, it's going to change one way or the other. It could get bigger, it could get smaller and, and whatever. And so anyways, my wife definitely had a bit of a shock in terms of 
the community where she grew up and how it um, <clears throat> didn't age gracefully, to put it nicely. So wasn't um, as prosperous. Maybe I wasn't as... getting out of the car. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. So anyways. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah well, there, now she knows, right? There's moments in where we were driving through town and we just made sure the doors were locked. It was interesting. So right. fair enough. Yeah. And then to make everyone feel better, well, um, <laughs> the joke we were coming back from something when we got back from England and we were doing some stuff around here. We were coming back from a friend's cottage, and uh, we drove through where I grew up in Coburg, and mm-hmm. uh, some subsidized housing by my old school and all that. So we were headed that way, and I said to my wife, "I said, let's here. I'll make everybody the feel great better. equalizer. I'll make everybody feel better." So yeah. I drove down where I were, and it was just utter shock because that did not age gracefully either. So, no. um, to but be anyways. fair, it wasn't super prosperous then it has Granted, only yeah and, and on it, that arc and it was one of those things i could explain to my kids my wife is like uh, your childhood lens is so so simple right it's it's your the basic things are what you're focusing on you're not looking at the things you look at as an adult so yeah. when you look at something when you're an adult it's completely different because you're measuring things like safety structure all kinds of other things uh and anyway so <laughs> and it's you know because of work and traveling, I've driven through my childhood community just sometimes on a commute to get out a little bit. And uh, so I knew what to expect. And I was still shocked. Yeah. So anyways, it was a, it did make my wife smile and laugh a little bit. And she felt a little bit better. And needless to say, it was good. So yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Very, very good time. Definitely needed uh, the break. And it was, you know, one of the best things about getting well, away. Well, two weeks off uh, from work, right? And the beautiful part is you can't get tampered with, you tied down with your um, connectivity and phone and everything because, you know, in my case, work was like, there's no way you're turning your phone on when you're in England because we're not paying for that. And you're and like, like, yes, sir. It was beautiful. <laughs> so it worked out really, really well. Uh, so they definitely got a great break for that. And um, really for anyone, that you, taking a positive, solid break like that and then coming back and easing your way back into it was, uh, I really made a focus to ease back into it. And what I'm finding is uh, way less tech. I'm using way less technology. And uh, I find I have better control over my schedule, like really getting a solid break from it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it sucked that I couldn't get a hold of you to let you know your house was burning the ground. But, you know, you're going to have a nice new house once that one gets rebuilt and you move out of this condo. No, I'm just kidding. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I did try to get a hold of you, but only briefly, but it wasn't anything super important. Yeah, because everything was taking off, apparently, because you were out. Uh, you I know. was doing my yearly mingle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that went right down the wrong pipe. Uh, yeah, so I went to Fan Expo again this year, uh, 2019 Fan Expo in Toronto, which is, for those who don't know, as close as this country has to a San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con, although if you looked at the guest list this year, you'd be confused, maybe? So hold on, you're confusing the guest, but I mean, the size of it is huge. Yes. Does it not equal close to the same size? It's close. Like, we're probably five years behind in terms of numbers but it's close it's certainly it's the entire if you know the metro toronto convention center uh at all it's the entire convention center both north and south that's freaking huge and it's yeah it's huge it's really gotten to the point where i'm surprised they haven't started to move into like you know the auto show used to i don't know if they do anymore they used to move into like the sky dome a Mm. bit as well i'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened yet to be honest or they have i don't know where else they would move to like you move uh, the, the, the X the, maybe like the no I, you could get out of downtown I've seen this and you go up towards the airport, airport and yeah. there's a big convention center up there. Yeah. it's massive the problem is I, I th- the, the location where it is now is good because it's easy to get to via public transportation yeah you know I think that and it's yeah that's probably the easiest thing but I mean it's getting pretty tight for space so yeah the thing is though if you had it up by the air just gonna say if it was up by the airport just for those that know Toronto 
There's a heck of a lot of airports, mm-hmm. uh, hotels, sorry, tons yeah. of hotels, kind of more affordable hotels as well, more variety of hotels up by the airport, easy to get around uh, up there. You're not stuck on crazy transportation. You're not buried in downtown Toronto, and uh, you can really focus on the event. Because really, when you go to those events, like you're not really taking it downtown. You're in that event, and then you're exhausted from the events. You're just going back to your hotel and crashing. Yeah, I mean, not, I am. There yeah. are certainly people, like there are... Um, after parties and things like that that go on like Friday night, the Saturday night. I have not gone to any of those because I'm old. Uh, I kind of want to, but I haven't done that yet. So, yes, we went uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all four days. Uh, we talked about some of the guests on a previous episode. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about the guests after seeing them. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Okay, let's just write off the easy ones quick. Steven Seagal is as weird or weirder than anyone probably ever expected. I actually didn't expect him to be that weird. He showed up in a full kimono with three large bodyguards. Now, is wearing a full kimono at that point in your life just the way of not, not wearing a muumuu? It's a like it's a yeah. stylish muumuu? Yeah. Jet black hair, jet black facial hair, like dyed. Like there's no way that's, there's nothing natural about that. The full sunglasses. Conservatively... He's pretty tall. He might be close to 300 pounds. He's not aging well. He's not the Steven Seagal we once knew. He's now the Russian citizen Steven Seagal, I believe, last I checked. He answers all his questions from like four feet away from the microphone. For those that. This loud, he whispers. Everything is a whisper. George St. Pierre out of kick. No, it wasn't George St. Pierre. Um, anyways, the point is we had to leave because I couldn't hear him. And it was just like, this is sad. No, no when you, I don't understand. Uh, I was afraid. Of- I thought the bodyguards might like just throw something at us when we went for the door. So he's up at the front. There's like a, did you pay for these experiences over and above? No. Okay. Thank God. I was going to say, no. I would have maybe, I would have I might have written it out. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a riser up front. Now this he wasn't in. There is a large room. Um, they always talk about like at San Diego Comic Con the Hall H. There is like a Hall H like room at Toronto Fan Expo. This was not it. Uh, and this room was, it was big, but it wasn't full. So there's like a riser up, up front and the table and the guy interviewing him and he was up there and as I said he walked in from the side. There's three bodyguards and and then people started asking questions and yeah he leans back real far from the microphone and he whisper answers everything to the point that it was just, I don't know how they didn't tell him. Maybe they were afraid to kind of get close to the microphone or turn up the volume, nothing. So we walked out. I wasn't that surprised, but I kind of wanted to see it. And I got a couple pictures, which eventually I'll put online. Uh, and then the other train wreck well, Pamela Anderson didn't sh- didn't come. She canceled. So that would have been a train wreck that we thankfully didn't you think waste so? that she's time. She's up there went up there doing her PETA thing probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she was doing, but she wasn't there. Uh, Corey Feldman was there, though. <laughs> Did not cancel. <laughs> Everyone probably and is so grateful he didn't. Some remember from earlier when we went down that Corey Feldman rabbit hole. So it was Corey Feldman, Sean Astin, and I'm just going to call him Data. And I know that's not nice to him, but the guy that played Data from the Goonies. And well, let me ask you this question. Did he play? Short any- round? 
from Indiana Jones. So oh yeah, yeah. Was, Ooh, that's a good rule too. Um, yeah. So aside from the fact that I'm not even gonna look that up to find it out, Sean Astin, like, key something. This is hold on, Sean Astin, right there. I mean, I would put up with Feldman to go. I'm see gonna Sean tell Astin. you right now, the the walk walking away from that panel, and we did walk away. I think we made it almost to the end, but we couldn't. Um, I would want to see a full just, just Sean Astin. He was great. He was he was upbeat. He was good to the guests. He was funny. He had stories because the guy's been around forever. Yeah, his dad was. Uh, Gomez Adams on the Adams family like there's a lineage there and he's like a if you if you follow him on social media he's a real family sensible kind of guy like it's well and I think it was just before fan expo I don't know if you saw it or not his name started trending on Twitter I think it was and it was just because he was a cool guy yeah and people just started piling on it was like the the one in like a million times where like something good actually kind of happens on Twitter and people were just sharing stories and posts and stuff and how, you know, he helped them and whatnot. So perfect way to describe the two of the, those two and how they differ was there was a little girl, maybe six or seven comes up and says, I want to be an actress. What, what do you guys recommend? So as you can imagine, the two of them, very differing uh, paths to a point. So Sean Astin's like, um, who went first, Sean or Corey? I think he let Corey Feldman go first. So he said, "Go ahead." So Cor- so first thing, don't. That's what he said. Don't. That's what Corey said. Corey said, "Don't." And it started out reasonable. He said, "You know, you do do your education, do your schools. So you got something to fall back on. You know, make sure you're definitely this is something you want to do." But then it kind of got autobiographical. It was kind of like, you know, because if, you, if you're not careful, adults uh, or family members could rip you off. And, you know, then the phone stops ringing and you don't have any work and you have nothing to fall back on. And he's talking like, and my eyes are just like going huge. I'm like, oh, my God, he's just flat out talking about himself. He's going to go into a song. He's going to go into a song. <laughs> That's another question. Oh. Uh, so basically, he was really like, don't, don't, don't. Sean Aston goes, you know, you you're you're brave to come up here and ask the question, and you were you were very articulate, and you're you seem you know intelligent. If that's something you want to do, you should do it, and you should go for it. So the only thing I'm going to tell you is you have to work hard because those people who work hard will always have work. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he just burned Corey Feldman. <laughs> Right in front of him, basically implying, like, I've always had a job. You stopped working, like, 25 years ago. It's because you're a lazy son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, wow, this is... There's something so going on there. not falling into the path of being full of yourself with drugs and alcohol and whatever else you want to get into and living your own hype. Yeah. Good chance you probably have a successful career. And, was like, and actually, if you take that analogy and look at some of the successful stars we've seen that don't live their own hype yeah, and yeah. still are doing TV and doing movies and successful. Pretty simple, eh? It was funny that there was also you know, some fans of like Ninja Turtles. I'm not in the loop with the newer uh, Nickelodeon ones, but I guess Sean Astin, one aversion, he, I think he did Donatello or something. So they're asking about that. And he's like, well, you know, I learned from the best. And, and uh, he, he says to Corey Feldman, he's like, oh, which one of the, the movies did you enjoy doing uh, the best? He looks over and he's like, well, I was in the first one. I was preoccupied for the second one. That's because he was uh, had a serious drug problem by the second one, and they fired him, and he was replaced by somebody else. 
So he's like, I can't really speak about the second one. And I don't know anything about the, you know, how good the third one was, which I think he actually came back for the third one, which is even weirder. So it was just subtle burns constantly of Corey Feldman and sadness. Like it was just him, like telling you, like, don't do as I do kind of thing. Somebody did ask him about singing and he refused. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you're not, I'm not getting paid to sing. It was just some bullshit answer. But he, um, oh my God, I would have took up a collection. Oh listen, my. listen, I'll pass a hat around the room. And when we're done, I guarantee you we'll get you 10 grand. It was say. very much. <laughs> and then, you know, the poor guy. So Sean Aston's on one side and Corey Feldman's on the other. And this other guy's right in the middle. Oh yeah. And you know, he's just fucking thrilled to be there. He's like, this is awesome. I did two movies that people remember and I'm going to keep, you know, banging this drum for as long as I can. And these two fucking assholes are just burning each other the whole time. Uh, so yeah, it was, I, I don't regret going to that panel it got super painfully awkward because i think at one point somebody's like oh i'm a teacher i want to record you guys telling my kids to i don't know keep reading or something like that i'm like oh it's time to get out of here because people get really painfully awkward when they get to ask questions to celebrities and then when the celebrities don't know how to handle those questions like say Corey feldman it um Goes a little bit off the rails. So Not as much as I had kind of hoped because I wanted, I wanted a super train wreck, and it was just sort of like a sadness mostly. So Ki Kihu Kwan, I knew Ki. You see, I I knew Ki was the name, but has okay. been in a lot of movies. See, yeah, that was the other thing I was kind of thinking about after. I'm like, you know, I've said two, and then I'm sure he's been in a lot of. Other. Okay, what other stuff that mainstream well, would on. know? Oh, or is that the difference? Yeah, he's yeah. been in a lot of mainstream yeah. movies. But it doesn't seem like he's had speaking roles. Oh, okay. Uh, Temple of Doom and obviously Goonies. What else we got? Encino Man. Really? Yeah. He was in Head of the Class, the TV show. I wonder if Sean Astin got him the Encino Man role. Goonies. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, yeah, really speaking of on. Encino Man. So I'm sitting outside in the hallway. That's not a segue I ever think I'd hear, by the way. I know. And I put this on Twitter, too. I'm sitting out in the hallway. I think I'm in line for Jeff Goldblum, I think. And I, I shit you not, Brandon Fraser's in... So this is the Hall H room, whatever the equivalent is. Um, I think Cineplex branded it this year. I hear out of the blue the Encino Man yell. I, I can't even replicate it, but if you've watched Encino Man, you remember that Brandon Fraser's character had like this yell when he was excited or whatever. And I hear it coming full blast from the room. And I I was just like, well, this is normal here, I guess. I uh, didn't get to get into the Brendan Fraser panel because I was uh, lined up for Jeff Goldblum, which, by the way, the lineup was enormous. His panel was a half an hour long. It was moderated by, like, his own handler, I guess. The craziest part about him, he's just now become a... He's, He's like how we talked about Matthew McConaughey. He is a character. He's playing Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is now playing Jeff Goldblum. Like he exaggerates all those characteristics people when they're impersonating him. I want to go back and look at old interviews, though. I think he's always been that way. Like way back. Maybe to, go back to the fly. I think yeah, he's been eccentric. Maybe. Eccentric's the word I think you use, but not yeah. in a negative way. Just, no, 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 no. It's just you're just like wow. He's exactly what if, he if looks you, like if on you TV. Follow him on social media. He. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And they had just announced, I think a few days before, um, he has a show coming out on that Disney Plus called, I think it's called like The World According to 
Jeff Goldblum or something like that. <laughs> so each episode is just him learning something new. To be fair, that'll be fun. Just him being himself. So it was good. It was just short. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other memorable panels I went to. Those were the train wrecks, and then the Jeff Goldblum was good. Um, I don't know. There were some other good ones. We went to uh, my wife, big Trekkie, so we went to uh, a couple Star Trek ones, um, which apparently there was a lot of news in those panels that kind of went right over my head about the Picard show and Discovery. I, I, I do kind of look forward to Picard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it should be good. It yeah. sounds like a lot of the people from the older shows are going to be in it, which is kind of cool. Anything Patrick Stewart does, I'll go watch. He's real old. Like, did you know? Like, he's, Yeah, yeah, he's really old. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. Like, he was trapped in a time bubble there for a while where he didn't age. He kind of looked the same for a yeah, long time. Yeah, nothing changed, and then, but time kept ticking, and then all of a sudden it was... Now he looks a little... You're yeah, almost 80. He's catching up with him, yeah. Actually, I think he is... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he's I got over it. eighty. I'm on this. I already got. Okay, I, I already got IMDb open. You I'm pretty up. sure he's eighty. So, uh, besides the panels, I did play catch up with a lot of our former guests and friends of the podcast. Uh, stopped in with uh, Peter Tchaikovsky of Rock Paper Cynic. Saw how he was doing. He had a booth there. He was talking to me about a couple upcoming projects he's got. He has. Uh, it actually just went live on Kickstarter today. Uh, I believe it's called the. Um, story. Oh, I'm gonna forget the name of it. Basically, it's a deck that you lay out. I think it's five or six cards, and the the idea is to start story ideas. Okay. So, like, some of the cards are like a character, and then like an obstacle, and then like what their goal is and characteristics of the character. So you lay them out, and the idea is to give you storyline starters. So if you're writing your own story, um. You can use it to create uh, characters for role-playing games or things like that. And he's actually used it for his next book. So he's doing he's kickstarting his new his next book as well as this um, the system. And I think it just went live today. He's almost three quarters, or if not three quarters, the way kickstarted already, and it's, hasn't even been twenty four hours. So he's doing good. Holy crap! Patrick Stewart is seventy nine years old. Has been in 155 different properties. 79 years old. See, I thought he was. I would have thought if you told me 80s, I would have been like, yeah, I believe it. That's not bad. I mean, he he did a lot of British stuff like way back, and then I think when he got Star Trek, that's probably when he did a lot of weird American stuff. He had a movie. Oh, what the hell was the name of that movie? He had a movie with um. The Highlander. What's that guy's name? Uh, Christopher Lambert, as he's now calling himself. Lambert. Yeah. Uh, that my dad used to have on VHS that I watched. And it was terrible, but I remember him. Oh, and it wasn't he in um, Conspiracy Theory. He was. He was the guy that got his nose bit off by Mel Gibson. Yeah, I remember now. The Story Engine. That was what the uh, the deck of cards thing is. So that's a really neat idea that Peter's been working on. And then I stopped and talked to Jason, uh, Jason Anarchy Games. Freaking Dune. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So Anarchy, Jay, whose birthday is today, recording today is birthday today. Sweet. Happy birthday, Jason. So he's got his uh, Millennial Manatees game that he's uh, put through production right now, which we talked a little bit about. I love it. Every generation and, gets a, a token creature and Millennials get a manatee. Yeah. And I told him, I said, well, we're definitely going to be reviewing that game because that's so right up our alley. Um, we're not lazy. 
I picked up his latest uh, drinking quest game, and he was saying that he's looking at doing one with uh, with minis, miniatures uh, as well. <laughs> so he was busy. He had a lot of panels and stuff because they have they actually it's really a neat place if you want to create your own game. They have a lot of um, panels and stuff on marketing and how to. They were, they were saying like that. that before, like the real community, right? And they yeah. provide that environment there. So he was busy with a lot of that. So he had a guy, uh, a friend of his that's an artist that was manning his booth a lot of the times. He had a project that ran through the entire weekend, which was he got every artist that came up to the booth to draw just a really weird-looking Shrek, like just monstrous or weird or whatever. And then he made it into a book by the end of the weekend. So he has a book of Shreks. I just thought that was something bizarre. Oh, my God. It's like getting other people to do your work. Yeah, and and then I'm like, did you did they sign off on it? And he's like, whatever, done. Yeah, whatever. Uh, talked to Derek briefly from uh, Nomnivore Games and saw how he was doing. He's got the Hero Manual for Emberwinds coming out in the next uh, month or so, and he really wants to have us involved in doing something with Emberwinds. So we have got to get on that, but that's something we'll talk about at a later time. But uh, yeah. Oh, that, that thing? Yeah. The thing? The thing. The thing. So watch for the thing. Not the thing, but you know, the thing. Uh, and then I saw Brad from 8 Bit Beans and Deadly Grounds. Uh, promo code Happy Zen on Deadly Grounds website. Don't look at me with that blank stare. Anyways, uh, they were selling like crazy. I saw them on the Thursday, and he was saying it was uh, it was super busy. So, yeah, they're doing good. Hey, a friend of the show, Chris Johnson, sent me a text, showed me his uh, Deadly Ground 8-Bit Bean haulage he had there. So, mm-hmm. it's good to see that. I hope uh, he used our promo code. Some of our audiences out there and uh, taking advantage of the kick-ass coffee. That was something I missed when I was overseas. Ooh, you Brits do not do coffee well. They're, it's all about tea, right? Well, they do Americanos, but even then they're not that good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're all right, but they're not... Listen, I came home and uh, let's just say the Deadly Grounds was rolling. Deadly Grounds Coffee. <laughs> dot C-A. Yeah. Uh, Happy Zen promo code. Fif- uh, 15% off. Uh, so, yeah, I saw, I saw all those guys and uh, everyone was, it was good. It was good. It was a busy fan expo, but, you know, it was a lot of, oh, God, I walked a lot. I carried a lot of stuff. You picked up a lot of stuff. I saw your Instagram. Yeah. You want a bit of a shopping spree. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's like our trip. Like, so we put money away and we stay at the hotel that's attached to the uh, convention center just for convenience sake. So continental intercontinental feel like you're going to be in a John Wick film when you say that. Oh man. I still haven't seen part three yet. I'm really bummed out about that. Well, I. It's all good. Uh, I did see, uh, I met a few new people that we may talk to down the road. Uh, picked up a new game called dwarves winter from a company called Vesuvius. Uh, they're out of Halifax. Hold on, hold on. Vesuvius. I got a lisp. We can't do this. Vesuvius <laughs> Media. Uh, yeah, so they do, they've got a game called Dwarves. I, they were selling Dwarves Winter. They've had Dwarves Fall. They're actually <gasps> different. I got a theme going on. Uh, working on spring. But each ver- each game is a different do it this summer. game type. So this one is sort of a tower defense game. The fall one was a worker placement. And then I can't remember what the spring one's going to be. Do but, they come together like a lions forming an ultimate fighting robot? It's not Voltron media. It's Vesuvius media. I'm just saying if just they because can, they sound the same to you. I'm just <laughs> thinking if they all came together to make one giant game. Uh, although the, he did say there was some crossover. You can use uh, pieces from some one game over the other, that kind of thing. So 
Yeah. No, I mean, it was good. Uh, that was, yeah, it was a blur, but uh, it was good. It was an intense four days, man. It is. And then, of course, I had my mini mission of um, seeing all our previous guests and following up with them. And then and then scheduling everything for, you know, just seeing the panels we wanted to see. And then I had some stuff I wanted to buy. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot. I don't know how people do it do the one day i couldn't do like i got a lot of signatures too i guess depends what you're there for unfortunately i'm kind of widespread so i get stuff signed by comic book artists and then i go to jeff goldblum panel and then i'd go to the gaming side so, so you haven't learned how to be efficient yet i haven't just picked one and just stayed in my lane yeah that was probably my mistake but you know what for four days i wouldn't want to stay in my lane maybe maybe for like an entire day possibly but if it but that's all depending on how panels line up too man maybe it's true are. there are years when you know the guests don't kind of fit with what you want to see. So like if there was no Sean Aston at that panel, you may or may not have stuck around to see Corey Feldman. Because I feel like you wanted to see Corey Feldman for the train wreck that it was I going did. to be. It I wasn't, did. Now it, wasn't, it just became sad. Yeah. yeah. The inevitability of what it's going to be, right? Yeah. So, so that was that. So that's just what we did. That's not counting at all what happened with the world of pop culture. Because there's some really cool shit. There was some sad shit. There was just... A lot of shit, really, for the month of August. If we're going to recap the whole month, there was a lot. Should we start with the shitty news first? Yeah, might as well. I don't even know who to blame for this. Boycott Sony. <sighs> they offer nothing, I, it, and they take away from it's us all. Just, I don't like. Do they? Th- okay, so if somehow you're unfamiliar with the situation, I hope Tom Holland hurts himself in a way that he can't film he does it on purpose i think oh, he, could, like he could do it dark yeah but he can something he can come back from anyways uh so spider-man like rights are owned by sony or the film rights yeah uh and to have spider-man in the marvel movies that he has been in such as civil war and infinity war and endgame and technically the two spider-man movies that <laughs> tom holland has done those have been co-productions with Marvel. Mm-hmm. The original agreement with Marvel for those five films was Disney got 5% of the money from the first day, I believe is how it worked. Apparently, Sony, uh, or sorry, Disney not happy with that. Fair enough. They probably, you know, kind of built those movies entirely, including the two Spider-Man movies. And not to mention all the other work subsequently supported that yeah. film those films uh so they said we want 50 percent of the presumably still just the what they call the and, and that's first not, dollar or let's whatever. not forget that the production team the directing the most most of how all of that work around spider-man is done is actually done through the disney marvel oh, studios yeah. it's not done on you're sony taking, it's not done you're at taking sony. this the, the spider-man movie and putting it through this machine that exists because yeah, yeah. of marvel it's not disney. like the sony guys are getting together with the the disney folks and marvel folks and working together like this they're teaching it treating it exactly like it's any other marvel film just want to i want to clarify that so basically said sony said fuck you we made venom and it did pretty good so we can do our own spider-man we've made five before that no one likes and sadness sadness uh there was a brief moment there was a little bit of back and forth it seemed like there might be something coming out of it like when tom holland and uh and robert downey jr took to instagram to like almost try to save it themselves 
But anyways, it seems now both sides are confirming, both heads of the Sony and, and, and Marvel Entertainment have said, right now anyways, for the foreseeable future, it is back to Sony, and Sony will continue to make Spider-Man all by itself, which means it will have no connection to any Marvel character that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has. It will probably do what everyone was terrified was going to happen, which is probably mix it with the Venom. It'll have to. Uh, It's just going to be sad. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad, and I I don't know if you know, Sony. The problem is it's gonna do well the first weekend because people want to see well, Spider-Man. And Tom Holland is is a damn good Spider-Man. But I want it to tank because it's that's the only thing I can think of is that maybe no. Sony will be like, "Here's what I want. We've made a terrible mistake. I've thought about this because uh-huh. I don't want anything bad to befet Tom Holland because it's true. I, I don't want I him think... to get because I'm worried that he'll be the scapegoat. They'll be like, "It's his fault," yeah. and they'll try to reboot yet again. So. Here's here's how I see this playing out. If Kevin Feige is like us, which it seems every day he's more and more like all of us as fans. So here's how this goes: sequence you can adjust. Um, so they continue, they go forward and they're going to do a Spider-Man Venom Carnage deal, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how they're going to. That's clearly where they're going. Definitely, so, if you saw the Venom movie, that seems to be yeah. Where they were and so Spider-Man's going to fit into this mold, blah blah blah. And they're going to Sony's going to try to act upon a little bit of the universe you're comfortable with, and they're going to try to to borrow that. So Disney will eventually sue their ass off for taking shit out of their universe. So that's step one. That's going to happen because all they're going to look for is intellectual property that is crossed over, which Sony will fucking take because they're going to screw it up. Cool. It's going to be real hard because like... Oh, let me just go there. There's no Stan Lee anymore as a buffer in between all this, right? So I, well, I'm I think, just I don't know how Sony... Like Sony would have to cut so many ties. Like it's, yeah, it's they're so gonna, they're interwoven. Gonna, they're going to fuck it up. So yeah. that's step one. Step two, Tom Holland is cast as Nova. Oh, because contractually, they can do this. Listen, the fans are so pissed. They're going to be like, thank you. Bring him back. Give him another role. We'll love him anyways. And he could fuck the role up. And we're not going to care. We're going to love him because we know Sony tried to steal him from us. And that's how people are seeing this. And that is what they're but trying do to do. do you think Marvel would double cast? Because it's not like the Chris Evans thing where it... Because obviously Johnny Storm wasn't the Fantastic Four wasn't their no, property. It is exactly the Chris Evans things. Look, we know you're a good actor. You're with a shit studio at the time, and it didn't work. But we know you're a great superhero cut, so we'll put you in a better cut. So all they're gonna say is, "Look, Tom Holland, you were the best Spider-Man ever." There's no debate on that right now, but we don't want to lose you from the Marvel universe. So we're gonna find another cut. Maybe it's not Nova, but they find a cut for him somewhere in Phase End of Phase Four. They bring him back as a fucking X Men, Iceman, whatever. He, I guess my problem here is, a lot of is cool technically places, speaking, okay? like the or Tom Holland Spider Man is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, no, I, I, you, I, you haven't let me get there yet. Okay, they kill him, like just, just off screen. <laughs> yep, they just fucking wipe him out. Too bad about that Spider Man. What? There's <laughs> a real quick CGI thing of a empty costume that Galactus is like chewing on. End of. They just, they, and you know what? As fans, we're like, yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Sony. We don't even care if you give them back. We don't need them. We're going to go a whole new route, right? So intellectual property, I know that the Spider-Man franchise includes the Mal Morales Spider-Man. But 
that's that is what you will win in the lawsuits after the intellectual property piece later. So down the road, you're gonna bring Miles Morales back as Spider Man. You're yeah. gonna deal with all that. You use your quantum realm. Boom, boom. There's, so, there's no way we're doing another Peter so, Parker. It's just not gonna happen. No, you're gonna do Miles Morales, yeah. and, and and MCU's ready for that. So they'll wipe him out, and we will get Tom Holland back in a different role because there's no way they can fuck that. Sony can't exclusively own him, so we'll that's get true. him back in another role. We got appeased. He's gonna get carte blanche on at least the first film for like Tom Holland, like do whatever you want, Tom. We're, we we just want me back. Uh, we we will go watch Venom and watch you do that, and our reviews will look like this. Still don't know Tom Hardy's accent. Secondly, um, Spider Man was the best part in the whole film. Too bad they fucked it all up, and the reviews will look like that. And it will be the Marvel Universe fandom will not let Tom Holland sink because they're not, they're not going to let him wear this because we know it's not his fault. He even tried to save it with Robert Downey. It doesn't matter what he does. He, they're going to hold him in high regard. I feel bad for Tom Hardy and all this. Um, that shit storm will be a shit storm. You feel bad for who? Tom Hardy. Why would you feel bad for Tom Hardy? I like Tom Hardy. Yeah. I, I don't think this is going to hurt Tom Hardy at all. No, I, I don't, no. I, I feel like he'll land on his feet. I feel I, like he shot also, himself in the foot by even signing up for this franchise. I also feel like though he's the kind of guy that will get drunk and call this shit all out and be hilarious with it and like make fun of the fact that Sony thinks they can do this and how dumb of a move it was. So anyways, and with the hopes that he's probably hoping that Venom was going to make its way into MCU and now he's like, well, fuck you guys. Anyways, but I think this, if Figgy looks at this whole plan and says, okay, fuck you, we're going to bring Tom Holland back in another capacity, we'll kill Spider-Man or we'll somehow tie up Spider-Man so we can put it on pause for 10 years if we have to. And it won't affect our universe. Because even when they ended home, um, Far From Home, if you really think about it, it was very open-ended. And what I mean by that is, okay, he's been exposed, right? We have no idea where that's going to go or, or how that fits. And I really believe Spider-Man was always being done in a contingent fashion where in case Sony pulled this shit, they were prepared for this. Well, you could argue he goes into hiding. Yeah. That's another could great be hiding piece. for five years. Yeah. Could be hiding for ten years. You've got Zidenia. Mm-hmm. You can. I don't think until. Well, she's MJ, so I don't know how that works all around. But you find a way. She's MJ. Is that make her Mary Jane? Not necessarily. They've been very. She can just be different MJ. Very weird about that. So. She works as an intern at uh, Baxter Tower, and she eventually tells somebody. Somebody asks a question about whatever happened to that that web crawling kind of guy that was running around the neighborhood guy. And she's like, oh, he's in hiding. And that's it. That's the 30 seconds they give him. And they do the big wink, like the eh, wink, like this, the fake 1940s wink. And everyone laughs for a moment. Cartoon sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Evans runs in the background, thumbs up, runs out, something like that. Anyways. Oh, no, 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 no. Tom Holland's character of whatever he is, is the one who tells everybody where, where Spider-Man now is. That's what needs to happen. So whatever his new character is, he plays the joke. Hmm. But I, th- I say you take the whole cast of Spider-Man that the people fell in love with and you recast them into different roles. All of them. Well, I mean, that's what it, it Ned, does feel like they're going to get punished. MJ, you know? Ned, MJ, uh, Marissa Tomei, uh, all of them. And even John Favreau is going to have to find, well, Happy will exist in his own thing because that's there. But he could be the... But now he's got nothing to do because the, the <laughs> Iron yeah, Man's dead. And ha- Happy's going to... Spoiler. Gonna- Happy's gonna end up with uh, uh, working for the Baxter Industries or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you see us all coming. But anyways, I think it's what's gonna be amazing out of all this, aside from being pissed about it, is the magic that's gonna get woven from the MCU 
that we're going to watch continue down this ma magical machine. They're going to make it all work. I really do believe they find a way to pull Tom Holland back in, even as a different recast. And we're going to look back at Sony, and they're going to actually get kind of hurt over this a little bit. I, I think they will, because the fandom is very upset. You fucked with the universe. You let this whole universe go. You let this character come in, be a massive role. Disney worked with you with a sense of we're going to build something so big that you were all well, going to do well you, with you've it. You've had two two chances to do this franchise, and arguably the first time was better than the second, and it was a different time. Fine. But we allowed you to use the machine that is Marvel to put your movie through. You made a boatload of money from us. We're asking to be essentially a 50-50 partner to continue making and we're doing more than 50% of the work. You're going to make 500 million to do nothing. And then like now I wonder like does that because now if it does come down the road they're like okay let's work out these problems. Marvel's me like Fuck screw you. You, you yeah. fucking burned us. We got a contingency plan. And we're, I, and we're rolling with it. Yeah. It just, yeah. it sucks. I mean, look, your idea is, because this is the one thing I don't want to see that a lot of the super fans are like, whoa, Disney should just buy Sony. No. Look, as we've talked about, and it's definitely starting to show its face already, there are huge problems with Disney owning everything. So that I'm not necessarily no, no, for. No, I don't all. think Sony needs to be bought at all. And I liked Venom being in its own lane over there. I liked because where the rated R aspect of where Carnage could go and blah, blah, blah. Like we saw with Deadpool, Fox, like all those things. There's a place for it. There's a home for it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think there's a problem with it. Um, and I really don't agree on the giant Monopoly piece. I mean, inevitability is coming. I mean, look at the but, problems that are coming out already. It's been announced with Disney Plus that there will be no programming that's uh, higher than PG-13. That means you will not now be able to stream the Alien franchise, the Die Hard franchise, Predator franchise. Oh, but you know how that's going to work out. It won't. There's going to be. They're going to disappear, and the, you'll only be able to get them on physical media or to buy them. So Disney Plus does this. How long before Disney Plus Plus or whatever won't happen? They'll put another and I'll app tell you out what, with the back catalog. You know why it won't happen? Because this is what they did with VHS and DVD. This is them putting things into the vault. So now they'll sell it to you. Like, look, you can't stream it, but you want it. We'll charge you an arm and a leg. They'll probably charge double what a physical copy of Die Hard costs for for a iTunes uh, version of it. Like, it's it's. I think it's. They'll find stupid. another. They will find another way. They'll have a vault. They'll probably make an online vault you buy from. I don't know. No, what I'm getting at is they're not going to make it disappear forever. They're just not going to make it accessible and the way they're making everything and else. And they're pulling accessible. out of like. Um, oh, everything else. Like the, what do they call it? Repertoire theaters where they show older movies. Now they're pulling all the Fox licensing back. I don't know. There's definitely downsides to it for sure. So we'll see how things go. Um, It'll uh, be interesting once they eventually buy everybody. Yeah. Well, when you're starting to get in your, you know, your balance sheets are numbers in the trillions, not billions anymore. It's getting kind of scary. So. Yay, Monopoly. What, Whatever. I, I'm waiting till they buy a um, hardware company. So they buy Apple, they buy samsung they buy something like that to make their own devices so they make exclusive like devices phone or tablet or something like oh, that. not even that just they find a way to hardwire the damn shit so you have to have this device to be able to have this app mm. for this service and it only works this way then they create their own goddamn network probably what's gonna happen 
And yeah. then that leads into Terminator. You buy um, like the Raku so, or something and just rebrand it as like a Disney streaming. So that device. just leads into Terminator. Uh, yeah. Oof. Because there's fucking Skynet. Nobody Disney. thought Disney was going to be Skynet, but you were wrong. I feel like they're there. I think they're very close. They were going to kill you with animated and Pixar movies. and The theme parks are just the base of operations. Training. I'm sure they're building androids in there anyways. They got robots. Yep. And they'll do it in a form that as they approach us, we're like, oh my God, that's like our childhood dreams. And they stab us with actual working lightsabers or something. Yeah, so I could picture getting killed by like an animatronic Mickey Mouse or something, or yeah, and and you know what? I, I would want at least to be like a Sith or a Jedi, please. I also figured the end of the world would probably come out of Florida, so it makes sense if it's Disney World. <laughs> like that's like the many source people. of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, we just need to sink Florida. I think is really the goal. So everyone who's in Florida that can hear this, get out. I think I'm going there next year again. Um. Anyways, all right, right on. So that's our. Wow, we go really. Well, that was Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. And Disney and whatnot. Uh, what else? Oh, you mentioned my shirt. I did get this at Fan Expo. They finished filming Bill and Ted Three. Uh, now, are the rumors true that Keanu Reeves like funded the whole damn thing, or is that just a good rumor? I don't know about that, but I do know he was like, he's "Look, pro- I have this opening of my schedule. Oh, he? he has to be. He has to be. And you know what? That's great. I hope he goes back and does any other projects he has interest in. I just love like." He just continues to realize like there's a big fandom out there that really supports him and we support everything he does. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to something you all love and want to see again. And quite frankly, he probably deep down enjoys he's doing it, but probably thought to himself, oh, do I really have to do this again? I don't know. I think he's on like his victory lap. I think he's at the point now where he's just, yeah, just doing products, products that he likes to do. I mean, the Matrix is coming. Yeah. Matrix 4? Is that how they're doing it? Or is it like... I hope it's like Halloween where it's like, you know what? This actually just falls after the first Matrix movie and I then we actually, ignore part two. I heard that. I've heard a couple of people have commented. I, I think Mark Burton was one of them mm-hmm. that commented that it's Matrix 2, it's going to be called. Yeah. And it's going to pick up after the first movie. I would be so happy Nothing to that. do with revolutions or whatever their shit was. I That I'm certainly on board for. Yeah. Because I, I don't think the Wachowskis are directing. No, the one of them is. Okay. Yeah. One is. Um. Which, so yeah, he announced that, and then Bill and Ted Face the Music comes out next year. Uh, they got they brought the guy uh, they brought Death back. I know that. I don't know a whole lot. I, they brought the sister back. I forget what other characters the the babes, the princesses. They're back. Obviously, no George Carlin, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, yeah, so no, he's actually not listed so far as a producer for Ken Reeves. Yeah, but he is a producer on the Continental TV series. Which will be great. That's spin off of John Wick, yeah. Yes, that's great. <clears throat> I mean, that lends itself easily, right? You just yeah. have different assassins. And... Yeah, but, oh, they're calling it Matrix 4 right now. But the that's not, it's only working title. I don't I want that. I really don't. And I, I, I'd I, be so happy. I for... really do need to go see John Wick 3 to understand what the hell they're going to make in John Wick 4. Because they, they've listed There's John a John Wick 4? They've listed oh, John Wick 4 God. in production. It's rumored, sorry. Because the way the first two go, the third one, you're like, yeah, this is how it's going to end. Like, the third one makes sense. that It's three. Yeah. I already feel like three was, you're just going to give us this capstone. Because one is like, you brought him back out of retirement. Yeah. Two is, you really pissed him off so much that he broke all your rules and now he's wanted. And the third one's going to be him either dying in a blaze of glory or him taking over. Like, it's yeah, making one of two out. things. Is, yeah, it's yeah. going to end. So four, fuck, I don't know. That's interesting. They go down the mentorship road, maybe. Yeah. They, or they do look at this and go, this could be our Fast and Furious. And just keep rolling. Hubs and Shaw. That's what I mean. 
Making so much money. If Jobbing it in Ben's face. I'm just going to say, if John Wick 4 has Dwayne Johnson in it. Franchise Viagra. <laughs> or Jesus Statham. I got a feeling we're going to get a spinoff. Uh, anyways. I, great. I, I, love, I love that. I love those. That whole thing is fantastic. Vin Diesel is just chewing fucking bullets like he's so angry. Um, yeah. Right, rightfully so, by the way. Anyways. Well, I mean, I'm going to look. I'll see the next Fast and Furious movie. I will. But I do feel like that's a huge loss for them to not have those two characters. Uh, did I not hear John Cena's going into Fast and Furious? Oh, yeah. So you're like, you know what? It's all right, guys. We got this looked after. We don't have The Rock and we don't have Jason Statham, but we got something better. John Cena. I'd be like, I'm fucking out. I'm, can, do I have an exit on this contract? Because look, I watched the Bumblebee movie. He's you're he's not good serious. He's fine comedy. He he is a fantastic comedic actor. He's His like too timing. stiff or something for for the serious. Like he, I don't know what it is. But physically, it's, he's too big of a human to take seriously. But he's not tall enough to match his stature. So what I mean by that, you say the Rock, you can kind of take seriously. The but Rock is he's six got five. The, yeah, so he's a towering man, whereas John Cena is a traditional powerlifter, bodybuilder framework where yeah. he's two fifty six foot, six foot one, give or take. How tall so is the Rock? Six five. Yeah, big fucking human being. We'll say that Bumblebee movie, the first like any of the scenes on oh, Cybertron, Cybertron was amazing. Oh my god, I was like, I want that movie. Where's that? Well, it's not far off. But like you said, why? They fucking they gave him the voice in this movie and then they took it away. <laughs> the one thing they why? did not need to keep, let him talk. Bumblebee was a yeah. great wise. But I mean they sergeant. started I'm like, great, he talks, this is perfect. And everyone's got their voices, and Cybertron looks awesome, and all of this looks cool. And then they took it away. I'm like, fuck. And they killed Cliff Jumper in two minutes. I was so mad. Yeah. Although like, I, I love Cliff Jumper. I will say I, I was really happy. A that they slowed down the action. Yes. It was, you could see what was going on yes. and B all the, 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 the transformers are essentially their generation one eighties yeah. versions. The, they look like, uh, the girl that played the lead there. Yeah. Um, uh, she was Haley Steinfeld. I really thought she was good. Oh, she's good. Yeah. I've seen her in a lot of good things. Really, no, that, really did well. Um, as that character. And if you think back to the original cartoons, it was kids mm-hmm. that were tied into it. So I really appreciate it. I mean, that. really would Wiggy, um, the, the Shia LaBeouf, character he was good but everything was so on edge so rapid it's so fast the yeah. lines i was i was listening i was watching dark side of the moon uh um, yeah recently like, why it's is dark it, of the moon we can't use that trademark of dark uh, side of the moon oh, sorry. i know what you mean but why I, i'm like why is everyone racing their lines out in in like sporadic it's like fashion? A michael bay thing right it, everyone's oh god frantic and freaking out the whole time and the only calm characters are the villains speaking of Michael Bay, I don't know if you saw the trailer uh, for oh, Bad Boys for Life. All I saw was, I saw uh, I didn't hear it. It was in my Instagram feed. And I went, wow, one of the actors got in shape for this movie. Not Martin Lawrence, whose head has got to have grown three sizes. It's like he did steroids, but didn't do the steroids. Just his neck. <laughs> I saw the trailer. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, it yeah. looks wrong like it doesn't it's it's pretty it's funny Barry Bonds but without the rest of the body it's just awesome when like those characters were known for the way their dress and appearance was in the sh- in the movies and then he's always in this long jacket I'm like oh god yeah 
It's like if they replaced him with hide that. Steven Seagal. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, put a fucking boo-boo oh, on. Oh, man. Yeah. But, 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 but. I mean, people will see it. Hold I just, on. I can't. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith have great sense of humor. What do you think that the odds are that they they address that in the movie? I think they would. They will. Retirement. They're going to use retirement as the piece, and Martin Lawrence is going to be the retired guy. And Will Smith is going to be the guy who didn't retire. But, I mean, they have to because if they don't address it, it's yeah. going to be like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. No, I just, I think they'll, and those guys are great actors, so I do think they'll they'll salvage that. Yeah, but the last movie, I swear to God, if that last movie wasn't three and a half hours long and. Ready for this? I barely remember what happened in it. Never watched either of them. You're doing well. Yeah. I Great. hear the, fr- I, I, I don't even know if I've seen the first one. I saw the second one and not the first one. That's even worse. What's Mike, wrong with Michael me? Bay did Heat, right? No, Michael Mann did Michael Heat. Michael Mann, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good lord, don't insult. Yeah, no, no, and I felt bad for that because I'm trying to think. To the, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Michael Bay films that I've actually enjoyed. Okay, look, Pirates Here, of the Caribbean. Here's the ones that you that you enjoyed, probably. Well, that's Bruckheimer. Sorry. Well, that's the thing. For a while, Bruckheimer and Bay worked together. You have The Rock, mm. which was yeah pretty good. Uh Almost hard to watch now, but at the time, Armageddon, okay. Armageddon. It was good. It was good. That's a, that that flick held up for a long time, man. Yeah, like the, the Con Air. Yeah, right. these are all movies. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is the draw. Um, you know, but yeah, but something happened. Like Michael Bay just went. Um, actually, Michael Bay worked on. Was it him or was it Bruckheimer? It might have been Bruckheimer worked on uh, Top Gun. Um, I think it was Bruckheimer. But yeah, I don't know. Michael Bay, boom, boom, boom. That's all it is. Explosions and fast cuts and I don't know. And it's always this glowing sun thing. Yeah. Panning, panning. It's like J.J. Abrams and his... and his. Um, well, he does that too, the glowing. Lens flare. Yeah. yeah. Everything's got a freaking lens flare. So yeah. Michael Bay. Hmm. Take it or leave it. Explosions. Long movies and... It's just unfor- unfortunate. Innuendos that aren't great. He's got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. He's on. Too. That's right. He was on the Ninja Turtles movies, which I will give you the second one. I actually liked. And he did Purge. He did Jack Ryan, the TV show, and he did Quiet Place. I think his company produces a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's the connection there. Probably. It's a shame though that he just. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, so Bad Boys, whatever, coming out next year. If you were a time traveler and you come to this world in 2020, you're going to wonder why Bill and Ted, Bad Boys, I don't know, what other, Terminator, you're like, what year is this? Term- Terminator I look forward to, though. Uh, I guess, hopefully. Why is the Terminator age? Is he a Terminator? That's my thinking. Both my, my wife and myself said, I don't think that guy's the Terminator. I think he maybe is the guy that they modeled the Terminator on or something because none of the scenes in the trailer, Arnold is doing anything superhuman. The timeline now is now. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like now is when Skynet should have done his thing. So this will be fun because it could be like completely current. <laughs> We're finally here. We are here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're here. So, it's now. Yeah, but I think 97 was Judgment Day originally, right? So we lived through that, okay. Yeah, but now, this is now. Now, now? Yes, and this is now, now. This is now? No, that was that. What is this? This is now. Jesus Christ. So, what am I watching here? <laughs> Prepare to oh, fast forward. Spaceballs. Yeah. So, 
but in all seriousness, like it's now. So I mean, they, they can do a lot with this, a lot with this. I think so Blade Runner's now too. I think we're all right. No, they they jumped them on ahead. Remember twenty forty nine? You know that one. <laughs> it was the sequel. Yes. They were smart. They're like, oh, hold on, shit, move it. Yeah. We don't have flying cars yet. Move it, move it. Uh, anyways, so some fun news. Kevin Smith and Mark Burnham getting Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I have one qualm about this, but go on. You have a qualm about this? I do. Why? Because it's going to be animated? It's going to be anime. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a Japanese-looking He-Man. I've seen that already, and I don't want it again. Have you seen what they're going to base the art off of, though? Is it this... I don't know what. See, is it going to be one guy in the background just flying by a million miles an hour? I can't handle no, that animation. You have not been keeping up. So I saw like the late '90s He-Man, and it was kind of no, like that. And I didn't like it. Up. So what they have determined, what the the goal of the show will be, is to base it off the box art from our characters that we used to buy the toys of. So that the all the artist renditions are going to be based off of what we witnessed. That we would look at. I will hold off judgment until I see. We it. would look on the back of the the, the yeah, character yeah. box and, and came go, with little oh comic my god, books and we stuff wish too. it looked like this. Yeah, then yeah. we'd turn it over and go, nothing like it at all. And we we still loved it anyways. So and they made they did make the cartoon animation back then to look like the characters you bought. Now the idea is to make the animation match the box art, and this is going to look good. I am They're, happy. Have that... you watched Castlevania? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay, well apparently it's the same studio, but it's gonna have a different look. That's what they're calling for. I am happy that it's essentially been confirmed it's a continuation of yes, the animated series. Not a reboot. It's like picking yeah. up and carrying on. Which is cool. And it's got room to go a little bit uh, older, a little bit more gritty, a little bit more exploring the characters. And to see those guys What's it going to be on? Netflix? Or have they announced yet? Netflix. Yeah. 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 Well, the Netflix well, that makes sense because you said the Castlevania thing. The right? Netflix pro- producer, himself, <laughs> one of the main dudes at Netflix mm-hmm. is like a massive Master Universe fan and so he went nuts over this and he's this has been his pet project he's wanted done and he exclusively if you go listen to the Fat Man Beyond uh, podcast behind on my podcast so if you listen to there's two of them and listen to the second one uh, I mean if you're only going to listen to one listen to both but if you're only going to listen to one listen to the second one not the panel the actual episode oh, right. yep. between yep. Mark and Kevin and mm-hmm. they tell you the story about how they ended up with the show and it's hilarious how they end up with the show uh, and the team is a really good team. It's a deep team. Um, honestly, uh, it's actually made me go watch Castlevania because of the studio, because of the, the the animation studio. So I'm, I'm pretty, and I was a big Simon Belmont fan, so I did enjoy Castlevania. So I've actually went back and watched it and actually have liked it quite a bit. So I'm super excited to see how they're going to carry on these childhood favorites. We talked about this a little bit when we it wasn't announced what it was, but he announced that he was working on a project that was a, guessing, an existing right? uh, franchise, and uh, so yeah, no, I think it's I think it'll be good. I think it's a great property for them too. I just don't know what it, I, I just my I'm concern, worried about the look. That's that's yeah, my concern. No. My, my concern was uh, when I kept hearing they're going to get an existing property. What were they going to do with it? How were they going to run with it? There's a lot of fear that they're going to end up with a really weird off kilter property. And I'm really glad to see it was something that's really close to the to, you know, their fan base's hearts and, you know, kind of what they grew up on, what their fans grew up on. This is gonna be a really cool nostalgic play with a current take on it. So I'm I'm excited for that. And that's he's got fun. um super fun. Is it a Modoc or Howard the Duck animated show that he's gonna be working on for Disney Plus as well? Modoc. Modoc, yeah. Yeah, it could be good. And Disney Plus has announced everything. Oh yeah. 
Uh, they announced everything while I was over. over well, before more, Ray, Ray, Ray was getting ready to leave. Well, and we, then, we talked about a lot of them, but then they sprung out like, oh, we're also doing a She-Hulk. And we're doing... Um, Which is great. What was the other one? There was another big one that we hadn't talked about that hadn't been announced. She-Hulk. Damn it. I can't think of what the other one was. I'll pull up what they've announced. She-Hulk was the one that, that was like, oh, wow, that's going to be interesting. Because a live action She-Hulk, like, if they do it comic book-wise, she's like a lawyer, right? So... And how will they tie her to the the Mark Ruffalo Hulk character? Cousin. But it was, no, well, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but she got like easy. a blood transfusion. I yeah, just, easy. will he be on the show? Like, will he have a cameo? Will they, how will they do that? Yes. Like, what? Yes. Yes and yes. They own it all. They're not going to not have they the They don't own the human beings. And I'm sure the contracts have come up at some point. Yeah, let's see. Uh, you've been the most successful Hulk yet. And you're just going to not go? They somehow, this? Like Ed Norton's just like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, we got the, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Not, honestly, I'm still not that excited about that versus Loki. like the, the Mandalorian. I Long really want the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's coming. Trailer, that trailer for Mandalorian. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. The, the younger the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I still don't understand how she gets powers. And is it, it's not anything to do with Captain Marvel. It's not the same Kree stuff. It could be because Captain Marvel was Miss Marvel and then she became Captain Marvel. I don't know power wise how the current Miss Marvel got her powers though. Um, it's funny. You mentioned that um, Haley Stein. Feld or whatever her name is. Yeah, she's rumored for that role. For no, for the Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye. Oh, that's right, Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, so that, that could be interesting. The the what if we've seen some stuff on that. Yeah, some leakage. Right. Moon Knight was the other one. Moon Knight, yeah, which is basically Batman. It's Batman, which is fine. I'm happy. That's that's all right. But it's Batman. And then the Muppets now is going to be a show. Yeah. So I, I listen. Oh yes, and my personal. What am I? Very, very close to my heart. Personal favorites. Phineas and Ferb, Candace against the universe. I can't wait for this. I loved Phineas and Ferb. Well, I watched that with my kids. It was so freaking entertaining. I uh, can't wait. I don't know what that is. Well, it's a great cartoon. So you have to get over Speaking it. Speaking of great cartoons, I saw Netflix brought back Rocco's Modern Life for a special. I thought that was cool. Mar- uh, oh, yeah. What's this Marvel 616? A documentary about the historical being of all of Marvel. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some cool stuff. I mean, I mean, look, we were already getting Disney Plus, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. That's all this. We got two months till we see it. So, okay, I got a bit of a beef with the live action remakes that they just are just they're not going to get away from now at all. They're just, I refuse to start. So go on. I'm not. You know what? I'm, I've heard good things about some of them, but I just I don't need it. Go on. Lady and the Tramp. Really? Straight to. Disney Plus too. Yeah, as far as I know, I, I've I've just kind of thought, but well, like you 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 were under the assumption that they were going to like you know, not do some, but I think now you're like no, I guess they're doing everything. They're do- monsters at work is going to get done. The monsters thing, they're doing they're doing a lot of spinoffs that take them directly into, uh, Disney Plus. And the thing is, what 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 I do, the things I like and hate about this. I'll start with what I hate is that I'm not going to get a chance to go to the theater to see some of this stuff, which I think. Is going to be theater quality. They're going to make theater quality stuff. That's no, I don't doubt that for one. I saw Mandalorian. It's fucking theater quality. Um, so I'm not worried about that. What 
I mean, it's sat there for me. the shows, but for like it you said, for the movies, me. you want to see. For some stuff, I'm like, man, I would like the chance to go see that, not necessarily all the big screen. Because you don't want right? to see like a Star Wars, let's say a Star Wars movie down the road comes out and they're like, only come out in Disney+. Plus. Really? You want to see that in the theater? I feel like that they won't do Star I'd Wars. I'd like to hope not, yeah, but, but I'm just saying that's a, something that's in that same vein, right? right? Yeah. Like they, they could do Old Republic and decide they want to make it like a three-part or six-part miniseries and they're all two hours long and they give us that on a streaming where those could be total movie movie quality and quite frankly, as a trilogy, we, we, we would go to the movie theater for that. So, Yeah, but that could just be, I don't know. I mean... It, so anyways, but what I was saying was like that there's a place for the live action Disney going straight to Disney Plus. I actually think that's where it fits. Um, but just the 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 continuation of they're just not going to stop. Like they're they're they really are. And it's and, the and same they, stories. It's not like they don't they're changing care. the story. Well, they add a song here, okay, they add a thing there, but not much. And I'm just starting to. I was interested in seeing the live action take on the princesses because that's like a, a thing, mm-hmm. right? Not all of their property. Yeah, but why? Yeah, then why don't do like an original? Thing that is about the princesses or them together. Well, or... they did that. They did the, the Enchanted series that was on TV, okay, well, which I mean, was a it, cool spin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something like that, or even I'll give you the the Mary Poppins sequel. It, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a different or, story. Or Maleficent. Exactly. You well, don't she need looks to. Like she goes psychotic in the second you one. You don't need which to. Is great. Beat. Oops. You don't need to beat for beat. Um, yeah, yeah. Give me, give redo me, the give Lion me the King story. or the Jungle Book give or me, Aladdin. Give me Ursula's story and and uh, the, with. Little Mermaid, give me like give just me Baloo's backstory. What the hell is his story? Why, you know? And there's, there's, there are definitely. It just seems lazy, and it's, it's not lazy it's, in a it's, sense. It's printing money. It's somehow there are kids that have never seen the originals, but and this is how they want to bring them into the fold. Uh, it goes back to your vault idea. It's just a new vault, really, because we had the stupid thing where the VHS would go in the vault. You couldn't get it. Then it come on DVD and the special releases and blah, blah, blah. So now they're going to remake it, lock away the cartoon ones even further, make them even more collector items. And then these things will go through a vault series or end up just on the stream products, um, Disney Plus services. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it from marketing and business. I know everyone's got to make money, but they, they make they're eventually going to be making like there's Bitcoin and there's probably going to be like Disney dollars at some point in time. Like it's getting so ridiculous. I would not be surprised. You remember when you used to buy Disney movies and they uh, would have like a, a, yeah. a certain number of dollars you could collect. Yeah. That's going to be a currency. Yeah, it's you can use it at the theme park. You can use it on Look, the streaming the theme, service. The theme park doesn't even use money now, right? Well, like they just no, chip you and you walk around you can and put it on your account maybe or they, something. They chip you and the way you go, which yeah. may not get a chip. I get it. I've been there enough times and, Where'd they put yours? I haven't got it yet. I mean, next oh, time, okay. next time I go, I'll probably yeah. get one. But then they'll have that thing going on. Maybe they do like a retina scan thing, be even easier, less invasive. Um, so, anyways, no, it's NFC. They just want you to walk by the scanner and just kicks so, off. You don't even have to look at it. Disney Plus, exciting, yes. Slightly terrifying for world domination, yes. It's fair, yeah. But still, I will watch their content and get their services. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's hard, to, it's hard to argue. I mean, that's... I haven't seen any details on when we can get this in Canada, and, and I just hope they it's don't. Still November. I just hope they don't screw us like they do on everything else, where we get not all of it. Like our Netflix, it we depends. don't get well, all of it. We get we get we get more than most. So uh, okay, hold on. We get more than England. We get more than the only country, I, and actually, I, I, we have I, more content than America. We just have different content. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I can't fact check that specifically. You probably have content for that, 
But as someone who has a VPN and has gone around and looked at the different countries and what they get on Netflix, I do feel like we're slightly shafted because the England one has some deeper based content. Uh, the American one is absolutely extreme and amazing. But um, then we have stuff that the American ones don't have. Not stuff that's in demand. The Office? They don't have that. Well, we don't. We won't for much longer. But that's we did they have it on Hulu. We had all the Disney stuff, and they didn't have it. Again, that will eventually change. I'm just saying, there was a time. Yeah, but the states also have all these other services they can get that oh, yeah. are affordable. It's true. So. Where whereas we get on Netflix, we get stuff that like say the DC app, for example. We like, we get stuff. On- yeah, because little literally up until what two years ago, we basically had Netflix was like our only streaming service. And then we end up with like a couple other offshoots from our major cable provider conglomerates, and we don't have a lot of options up here. You can't get Hulu. You know, we ended up with what Crave, and we ended up with whatever Canadian Backwood one. We end up with that's just like a hybrid bullshit one that I probably do better with YouTube. So it's unfortunate that that's what we get, and then we're we're sold. I, I haven't. I, I guess I, maybe I'm different. I haven't found an issue where I haven't found things I want to watch. Well, listen, all I know is I once, got the, once I got a VPN and flipped over my Netflix, it has not come off the American one. It hasn't. We've tried. We keep, keep going back and forth. But anything we want to watch that we've, we're currently watching in the Canadian Netflix, we've been able to watch in the American one. It's there. And then there's plenty of other content they have that we don't have. So that's mm-hmm. just the nature of the beast. Which is frustrating. So. I don't have your problem. I'm just saying. I, I have just, too I much just, to watch and not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. I just get very selective now because I don't have as much time to watch stuff. So I get very selective with what I watch. So that's where I get. I watch the, you got to watch the boys, but I don't, you don't have that program. You got to, you'll have to do the trial or something. I'll figure it out. Or figure it out. Boys is good. That was the panel I watched. The boys. The, they added that last minute. Carl Urban was there and. Um, Kick-ass Carl Urban. Oh, Carl Urban is so awesome. I saw, what did we watch? Oh, so I've been doing this um, self-imposed 60 days of uh, 60 horror movies. Usually I do 30 days. I'm like, I'll do 60. I'll start in September. That's a lot of crap you're going to digest. Yeah. So we were watching Priest the other day. It's uh, a horror movie? Well, it's close. They're vampires. I I like a religious movie. They're vampires. I know vampires movies are always referred to as religious. Usually, it's yeah, always a twist. On, it's always a twist yeah. on God. It's true. It's always a twist I, on I God. I forgot Carl Urban was in that. Yeah, I remember. I'm like, oh, I know Paul Bettany's in it because he had that weird run in like the 2000s where he's like, I'll do anything. Carl Urban was the bad guy. Yeah, which uh, was actually. And the best part is, I'm like, he'd already done Star Trek by this point. I'm like, what's he doing? Oh well. Yeah, Carl. Actually, Urban. Well, those were those ones that was slated to like do well, kind of like Blade with oh, the, the following. That movie was set up for a sequel, and yeah. it just never happened. I, I actually did enjoy that movie. Uh, but you know another twisted, screwed up movie that uh, we maybe can make your list is um, that's me watching the train leave the station, and my idea your was brain? on it. And uh, it, it's literally when you're on Netflix and you pull up Priest, it's right beside it. Um, uh-huh. It's uh, it's it's about no 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 stop stop <laughs> yeah it is when you search it's there uh-huh. um, it's right beside it. It's uh, it's it takes place in a truck stop, uh-huh. and there's a pregnant Legion. woman. Yes, I've seen that. Paul yeah. Bettany again. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's yeah, why so I'm like, those are like back to back movies. Yeah, Paul Bettany, yeah. yeah. And that's another like you know yeah. religious movie. Um, yeah. it comes out right beside it, and that's Paul another Angel, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. was he Gabriel? Whatever. It was yeah. just kind of cool. I watched uh, Us today, and I might watch The Pet Cemetery later tonight. I'm not Us. sure. 
Oh, the yeah. Jordan Peele one, the one that he did after Get Out, where there's the doppelganger. Are, are they versions. tied? Are they tied together? The no. films? No. no. I keep wanting to watch Get Out. I just love when I put it on Netflix and they give me that 15 second preview, and it's just that guy running at the camera every time. I'm, I really it's unnerving. Actually, both movies are unnerving. Like that's the kind of horror it is. It's just like it's just it's a lot of weird like. See, I get lost in those ones though. They yeah. don't. They don't tend to. Most scary movies don't scare me, so that's the hard part. I get caught up in them in the plot holes. You know what my problem with horror movies are? Is that within... You're looking for story? <laughs> no. The, pro- the problem I is agree. within 10 minutes, I've got the whole thing written in my head, and yeah. it's not far off. And I'm like, this guy wrote this on a napkin over breakfast. And I understand all the shock value that comes with it, blah, blah, blah. But... I don't know. The the deep psychological fucked up thrillers are great. I like those ones because they just screw with you. But most general horror films you can figure out in a couple minutes and it just, you, I don't know, you write it out because you got to write it out. Did you watch the Blair Witch remake? Or not remake, uh, the, the, the newer one? No. It's good. It's really good. That it's really messed good. up. Yeah, I mean, those are... It's potential. good because it just like it throws you for it does things that I like when they you weren't that. expecting. I like yeah. when they do that. That's that's when they put an effort into it. But this whole like conjuring exorcist, but is this is that not the same movie over and over again? I I think there's a shared universe there, which like, we could have talked about last episode. Like, but I think like Annabelle, like sinister conjuring. Yeah. Look, Jeepers Creepers. Um, no, that's something else entirely. But I, it might as well just land in that fucking category because the same thing. To me, it's just the same. I don't know. Just, Jeepers Creepers is a monster movie. I have a the first one had Justin Long in it. The look on my face, folks, is the, the this lack is, again. Of this is a conversation for another time. Yeah, no, you should get Brad on for this because I can't do horror films. I'm just telling you. I feel like there's you should feed homeless people that money. Maybe we fed the homeless people to the. I got nothing. Friday Thirteenth. No, I mean, uh, you spend again, you spend a few hundred million dollars on a film and there's people starving in the world and no one needs that film Jesus at all. Christ. What happened to you when you went over to England? No, I'm just being sensible on that one because horror movies are actually a waste of space. Um, sorry, Brad, but it's just, it's the thing. I can't, I can't really stand them. Well, that seems like a good spot to end the episode today. <laughs> I know you're a horror guy. Just they kill me. They kill me. Literally. That's all right. I'll, well, I'll be here to shit on your masters of the universe when it comes out. Uh, we'll see. I'll probably like it. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to piss me off. I'm like, yeah, damn it. It's going to be great. So what? also, this is not a final note with uh, Kevin, and the Kevin Smith conversation there. So when is uh, Reboot, Jane Silent Bob Reboot? It's out. It's making select theaters right now. Yeah, that's what I'm not entirely sure what the Canadian situation is. Because I know he's doing like a roadshow thing where he's going town to town and showing it. But there is also like, is actually- a weekend where it shows up in limited run in certain theaters and I know some theaters are doing like the back to back, strike I, back and reboot. I'm struggling. Why is this not just a mass release? Like, why is that? Is it just because the how he funded it? Maybe I don't I really know. I think like I don't think it has like. I mean, it's certainly not Miramax. Like I can tell you that much. So, it's probably just him. Maybe he's making this is making the money so he can kick it out a different way, or maybe maybe it's just a matter of time that Netflix will grab it because he did that with like Red State. I think he's, he's um, he might have done that with some of the other ones where he's very close to being tied into Netflix. I eh? like when you look at it. God, he'd love that. I'm sure. Well, look at Masters Universe is a nice start, and I won't be surprised to see reboot get picked up. I think. And then his whole catalog. Will most end up. of his movies are up there. Yeah. I did see a post the other day. You mentioned something about Dogma. The um, 
<laughs> the Weinsteins actually own Dogma outright. Oh. Like Miramax doesn't own it. Okay. They do, and he doesn't know where it went. So he's just like, no, I don't know. It's really weird, like that whole Miramax Weinstein thing. So who knows? Yeah, Netflix will eventually just consume that. Yeah. Or Disney. <clears throat> I think Disney will touch that one because of the content. I think you'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, you know what? It's good to be back. It's good to catch up on some of the stuff uh, that is happening in the pop culture world. There's plenty more coming. Yes, I think we're back on even footing. So when we can go forward. There's still a lot of new things that... uh, From here. Every time we're having a conversation, there's probably stuff breaking right now that we're not on top of. So we will catch up with that as well. But we're going to get back into a little more theme, I think, on some of our episodes. And in particular, I know we got some work to do with some of the folks you caught up with at uh, Fan Expo. So... Yes, we have a few organizations that are interested in talking to us, and we probably have, uh, as far as I know, uh, essentially an open-door policy with uh, the new 8-Bit Beans Cafe when he gets that open, and he's going to have that recording studio space that we can break in. Maybe we uh, break it in with a guest. That's That's not Brad. sort of what I'm... (laughs) Sorry, Brad. Uh, No, 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 I mean, Brad. No, no, that's what I'm... Yeah, I'm thinking, because it's going to be kind of a central location for a lot of these kind of guests that um that have wanted to get on the show so i uh, hear that there's guests that want to get on the show yeah well really? i mean they don't know better they think they think you know more zip this is now <laughs> my microphone's cutting out sorry this is now now so shut now, up now <laughs> that's right that's right all right well look uh we've rambled on for a while uh yeah so check us out uh happyzen.com Social media, Happy Zen Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Happy Zen Podcast on Facebook. Be sure again to check out DeadlyGroundsCoffee.ca and use promo code Happy Zen to get 15% off your entire order and do it because it's good stuff. And check out, you know, all the friends uh, of the show in particular that have been on the show and some new friends that Matt made over at Fan Expo. Uh, I'm going to saddle him with this one and uh, check below in the show notes and there'll be links to all their stuff. Yes, I will most certainly put links on where everybody's uh, at and what's going on with them. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. So I guess that's it for now. All right, take care. Later.